Well, good afternoon, folk, and welcome to Faith FM. Looking up on this glorious day here in Lake Macquarie. Well, not quite Lake Macquarie, in Newcastle. My name is Danny Malenkov, and I am so blessed to be here with you this afternoon on our afternoon program, Looking Up. And this is uh, our third afternoon together. And today, I'm in the hot seat, I'm in the host seat, because my good friend Peter Watts, he is not here. I ensured he got sick, and so I could be in the host seat. No, not really. He's unfortunately come down with some little bug. But it's not coronavirus, in case you're wondering. He is all good and well as far as that's concerned. But you know what it's like in this day and age. Um, You have to self-isolate for a little while. So in his place, this week, I have my good friend and a very special guest. And you will be so incredibly blessed by her, her testimony and her story. Her name is Leah Hodge. Welcome, Leah. Great to be here, Danny. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited for this afternoon and being able to share with you all my story. Yeah, Leah has an incredible story and we're going to unpack her story in the second hour of this program. So from about four o'clock onwards, we're going to really unpack her story and it's just going to be such an exciting story for you to hear. Now, before we continue on, I just want to share with you, if you want to get in touch with us, You're more than welcome to. The contact number is 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-324-843 if you'd like to call. Or if you want to text in a message, a question or a comment. uh, Or for more information, feel free to text on 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. And uh, just a reminder, we have two incredible online programs that are airing right now, the N series, and uh, Leah, she's got a lot to do with the N series, and we're probably going to just share a little on that um, after after the break, but the N series, a great series, uh, looking at unpacking what the Bible has to say about the end, and it's simple and easy to find, just simply go into theend.digital, theend.digital, and it's all there, and it continues tonight at 8 p.m., As well as Hope Awakens, that is a wonderful online program as well. And you can find that at discover.hopechannel.com slash forward slash Hope Awakens. So these are two awesome programs. We have an incredible program this afternoon. You are going to thoroughly enjoy it. I'm so glad you could join me. Join us, whether you're driving, whether you're at home, whether you're walking the dog, whatever you are doing on this glorious sunny Wednesday afternoon. I want to just encourage you to hang in there as we enjoy this awesome time together. Now, we're going to listen to this wonderful song. So sit back and enjoy Anders Svensson, Gone Other Days. Gone are the days that I look to the world for peace, look for a sense of days that I thought I'd give my life to last Gone are the days and gone are the days Gone are the days that I sought for myself to please Look for a sense of my glory 
To Faith FM, looking up, you have been listening to Anders Svensson, Gone Are The Days. Today, we are continuing on our journey looking at health and well-being, holistic health and well-being. Uh, last week in this series on COVID-19, the coronavirus, the, the impact that it's having, what the Bible has to say, prophetic implications, and so on and so forth, uh, we began to take a look at what the Bible has to say about health and well-being. Now, I'll probably share a little bit of my story as we go along because I wasn't always into health and well-being, but I certainly am very much interested in that. And I know my friend Peter Watts is very much interested in health and well-being at the moment because he's not here. And um, we're looking forward to him joining us next week as we um, continue the journey. And by the way, next week... In case you're wondering where we are going next week, next week we're going to be taking a look at the uh, economic implications as far as Bible prophecy is concerned. Fascinating subject. You won't want to miss that. But this week we want to just continue and just wrap up a little more on health and well-being. Now, Leah. Yes. You are very much into health and well-being. Yes, I am. I, I wasn't always. Um, you know, when I was a teenager, I don't think I was really interested in, in health, but I soon um, was very interested because I contracted an autoimmune disease. Not contracted, but I guess I 
came diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. So I started being very much into health because of that. Yeah, now that, that autoimmune disease, we're going to talk about that at length as you open up and share your story in the next hour. But just for, for our listeners, um, what was that autoimmune disease yeah, so it's called ulcerative colitis. And basically, if you've never heard of that before, you might have heard of Crohn's disease. And it's just um, an inflammatory bowel disease, basically where your um, yeah inflammation through your intestines got very nasty symptoms like bleeding. Um, I don't want to gross anyone out, but yeah, going to the toilet frequently, urgency, can't holding any can't hold um you know your bowel movements in those types of things that aren't really nice to talk about wow that sounds pretty intense yeah it's it's not a nice thing you know um i really feel for people who who do suffer with these diseases because it's really can just really change your life forever Mm. now during this experience horrible experience as you describe it you have also been studying and learning how to help people who are unwell through different natural remedies. Do you want to share with us some of those that you're going to unpack in the next hour, just to give yes. our listeners a bit of a heads up? Yeah, and just also want to let you know that, um, yeah, I'm also a personal trainer, so I'm super into fitness, which is something that really does help us um, with our immune system. And even with people with autoimmune um, diseases, it's something that can really help you manage it um, because it just helps your brain and you helps you to deal with stress and, and things like that. But yeah, I've been doing a few different, over the last few years, I've done a few different, um, I guess you'd call them um, natural remedy courses. And um, one particular remedy that I really love is called hydrotherapy. And hydrotherapy is, um, you use water. So basically hydro is water. So water therapy and it's something that's so simple but so effective and it's just something that's free that everyone can use if they have a shower if they have a tap if they have some hot water and some cold water you can do hydrotherapy at home and it's just one of those great things has that got something to do with going hot and cold yes like as in free free freezing (laughs) freezing yes that's right um you know there are you you can do the cold treatment and what i like to do is get ice because sometimes you know in summer your your shower it it doesn't get that cold because it's you know warm so um you know you can get some bags of ice from your local service station and you can fill up your bath with ice and hop in there for a nice immune booster have mercy have mercy so this is what we've got to look forward to in the next hour (laughs) yes yes wow so um yeah we're looking forward to that and uh what I like about it is because it's free, as you shared, and it's available in your home. You don't need to go to a doctor. You don't need to go to a hospital. That's right. It's red- and it's natural. Yep. So there are no side effects. So that's something that we're going to be looking at. Now, last week, we began by taking a look at health and well-being. And in particular, we, we discovered that uh, today... <sighs> We are very much focused on the coronavirus, COVID-19, and the symptoms are horrendous. Um, I remember just reading reading a news article, I think it was this morning or yesterday, I can't exactly remember, on ABC News. And one individual, Leah, I couldn't believe this, one individual, she contracted coronavirus about two months ago, about 60 days ago. She lived in Byron Bay, a very fit, healthy young person. 
And just when she thought she was over it and her body was getting back to normal, she got it a second time. What? A second time. And uh, yeah, she went through the same process, self-isolation and just trying to get better. And just when she thought, well, this surely is, is well and truly over behind me, she got it a third time. And so she shares wow. her experience. Yeah, and, 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 there's, and there's now a platform where people are, are coming together and they're sharing their experiences. So it's not something that just comes and goes for many people. It's something that hangs around and it has mm. huge health implications. So it's, uh, I mean, we're obviously finding out about it as we go. It's all still very new. But from what I'm hearing, it really is hitting the immune system mm. in a huge way. And, and today, today, sadly, there are many, uh, we're talking millions and, and possibly billions of people around the world who have compromised immune systems. That's right. Because I think before we, we got on air, we were sharing, and we're both well aware of this, and, and maybe some of our listeners might or might not be aware, but last year in Australia, in fact, around the world, uh, half the world's population died of preventable diseases, four in particular preventable diseases. Could you guess what some of those might be, Leah? Well, yeah, I could. Um, I think heart disease. Heart disease, that's one of them. Diabetes. Diabetes, that's another one. Cancer. Cancer. What's the fourth one? Hypertension. And um, yeah, high blood pressure. So these are, these are lifestyle factors. And uh, according to the article, they're preventable. And so I've, I've been on a journey myself regarding health and well-being. And where I was once upon a time, I couldn't care less really. I, was, I, was, I called myself the junk food king to where I am now. And uh, yeah, my life has been transformed. And I'm nearly 50, believe it or not. Could no you? way, Danny. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it, would you? <laughs> um, my friend, uh, my friend David Price. He's probably not listening uh, right now, but he was telling me just the other day. He was saying, uh, "Danny, you don't look too bad for for someone who's heading to 50. And then, just to top it off, he said, "Danny, you've got a really good head for radio." Now, I don't know what to make of that. Oh, You've got no. a really good head for radio. <laughs> anyway, that was my mate Pricey. Now, when it comes to health and well-being, I've discovered that there are probably four predominant attitudes to health and well-being. Yep. There are those that don't care. And that's where I was. I really didn't care. You know, here for a good time, not a long time. So just, yeah, eat, drink and be merry mm -hmm. for tomorrow we die, as the Bible says. That, that's one attitude. Uh, then there is uh, another attitude. And this is probably on the other extreme. And you may have bumped into people like this, uh, Leah. We all have, I'm sure, at one time where everything is about health as far as um, what you put in your mouth. You know, these people, oh, yes. these people they hover over your plate. Yes. If you're at a church potluck lunch, they kind of hover over your plate. They're looking at what you're taking from the table, and they're very critical at times. Well, and they're just and they're just a bit annoying. So do you? Have I, I have a confession to make. This this probably was me about seven years ago. Is that right? I don't think I would ever go and hover over someone's plate, but I definitely in my heart would be like, mm, "What are they doing eating that?" And definitely judgmental because I, as you'll hear from my story um, in the second part of this program. Um, yeah, I've had a really interesting journey with health and I used to be what's called a raw vegan. Wow. I only ate raw food. So that's like... And so I would condemn everyone else who ate cooked food because cooked <laughs> food was going to harm you. 
So there you go. Wow, everyone's thinking, what is this? What's wrong with this person? So you, so you know what it's like from personal experience. Yes. And then, then there is a, another group, and I'd say that probably the majority find themselves in this group, or or a large number of people, and that is trying my best. You know, where people are trying their best to fit into that wedding dress, uh, just to feel better, look better uh, for the sake of being a good example to the children. Um, And just, you know, they just feel that they need to eat a bit healthier. But it's a real chore, like going without that piece of cake or or not having that ice cream is, is a sacrifice. They see it as a sacrifice, but they do it for the good of the cause, the overall cause. And I think a lot of people are there and I used to be there. And then there is the fourth attitude and this is where I'm at. And uh, this is a journey that, that you need to take and, and everyone, everyone takes their time on this journey, but healthy and happy and loving it. That's the fourth wow. attitude. Healthy, I like that. Healthy and happy and loving it. And where you get to the point where your taste buds change and so you've got to give yourself time. And um, do, you, do you know that it only takes fourteen days? Fourteen days is that all? Yeah. So basically, yeah, that that's that that's two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen days for the taste buds to change. Yep. So yeah, and um, and so through my experience, I discovered that when your taste buds do change, then the things that you enjoyed once upon a time, like all that ice cream and junk food that I used to love mm. and binge on, I no longer have taste buds for it. And instead, I just love fruit, I love uh, salads, I love, you know, all things that are good and healthy. You feel good, you feel better, and you love it. So happy and healthy and loving it. So that's, that's what I encourage people to head toward. So there's no guilt involved, there's no judgmentalism involved, there's certainly no destroying your body and uh, your immune system, and you feel good and you're enjoying a good, healthy and happy lifestyle. Yeah, some people might say, oh, well, it's too expensive to be to be healthy. But you know what? You know what? I've got a disease and it's really expensive to be sick. You, when you have to get on, um, you know, medications and, and going to the doctors and going to the hospital, that is actually very expensive. And not just expensive. I mean, it takes away from your quality of life. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you were a pretty active person once upon a time. Yes. Um, bef- well, you're, you're getting back into that activity now. Yep. It's taken a little bit of time. You're going to probably share that in, in your journey. But not being able to, to do things that you want to do. Oh. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, as you know, I love mountain biking. Mm-hmm. And there are some younger guys that I take out mountain biking with me. And uh, I go to this amazing mountain bike park it's just down the road from where i live it's called the awaba mountain bike park it's probably one of australia's best mountain bike uh, circuits it's about a 12k circuit it takes about an hour or just under an hour and you know most most are struggling to do one lap but i get up there and i'm able to do two laps and even three laps and four laps and you know, there's no way I could do that if I wasn't taking care of my body. And I just love it and I enjoy it. And, and yeah, my wife loves it because I'm out of her hair for hours on an end on a Sunday. So it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, I've got to, got to tell you guys that are listening. Yeah, but Danny here um, has taken me and my husband on this track before. And, yeah, he, he cleaned us up. <laughs> we did a lap. We were done. We took us an hour or so. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to do another one and then another one. And, oh, man, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just a wonderful feeling to have good health and well-being. And we know that we live on a sin-sick planet and things don't always go according to plan. You can be enjoying uh, good food and, uh, you know, doing all the right things, doing all the, 
the new start things. We talked about that last week, the eight laws of health. You can be putting them all into practice, but you can still come across uh, a horrible disease, a horrible illness, because we live on a sin-sick planet. But I'm a firm believer, Leah, and I don't know if you want to weigh in on this. I'm a firm believer if we do our part, God is more than willing to do his part. What do you think of that? Totally. And I've found that to be true, as you'll hear in my story soon. But um, yeah, I was doing, you'd think as a raw vegan, I was doing everything like the healthiest, you know, things I could have been putting into my body. Yet that is when I got sick. Mm. So there's more to health than just what you put in yeah. your body as well. So we're going to talk about holistic health. Um, I would just want to, before we sort of end this um, segment and, and move into some music and, and then some news, I just want to share what, what Jesus had to say about health and well-being. And one of my favorite scriptures is John 10.10, 10, yep. uh, where Jesus says, The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the thief there is the devil and Satan. But Jesus says, I have come, and I have come that they may have life more abundantly. So Jesus wants to give us the abundant life. The enemy wants to steal kill and destroy that and uh, God wants us to function holistically in the four spheres of life uh, which are you know the physical component of life he, he wants us to to have healthy social relationships the second component then there is um, obviously the the mental the psychological uh, component of life and well-being and then obviously the spiritual health and so these four components are extremely important this is holistic health mm. so it's not just about uh, eating heaps of uh, carrots and um, cabbage and so forth but it's about what we put into our minds it's our relationships and ultimately the most important one of those four factors is our connection with god our spiritual connection with god so those four all important factors uh, really help us enjoy that abundant life so we're going to explore we're going to explore the abundant life through the testimony and through the story of Leah in the second hour but now uh, we're going to go to another song we're going to go to Anna Beden Wool Over Your Eyes sit back and enjoy Cuz it suits me fine to know that you don't even realize I like the way that you don't question anything and I love the way that you go along with everything I've got you under my control And you, you don't even know, you don't even know And I've got you under my control And you, you don't even know, and you don't even know just don't think about it Live life to the full It doesn't really matter What's really real Keep that veil real close Oh, don't peek through It doesn't really matter What's really true And it suits me just fine It suits me just fine you're trapped in your habits and you don't realize what you've lost till you're gone And you're chained to your iPhone and you're stuck with your earphones And all the world is falling apart but you wouldn't notice And the movies have captivated your soul And you'll, you'll never grow older without looking more and more to fulfill 
don't even know You've got me under your control And I, I don't even care And I don't even care And you're like, wow, I've been listening What a nice song you're singing But I don't really want to change my ways And I have no idea what I'm even missing But I don't really care No, I don't really care Cause I'm happy living here with my Simple little pleasures waiting for the world to Produce more entertaining things, keep our mind occupied When's the next storyline? Well, I can't wait to see what they'll think of next And oh, give me more of the games of Joneses Cause I like keeping up with the Joneses Don't really mind who was Moses And when's the next YouTube session? I've got a Netflix obsession I'll be fine, just take up all my time And it suits me just fine My, oh my, what a lost little child You're entangled in lies I have the best intentions for you And I don't want anyone else to be Lord of your life, Lord of your life I want everything good for you I've tried to show you But people by my name People make you afraid of me That's not what I'm like, oh Search for me and know me for yourself For yourself I'm a good, good father You're singing it in songs And I'm really truly where you belong And if you search for me Through the clutter of this world You'll dust me off and find me At the bottom of your Search for me My arms are open wide Search for me My arms are open wide And someone has pulled The wool over your eyes Oh, please don't Don't be deceived by Pretty little things Please search deep for me Gave my life to know you. Welcome back to Looking Up. This is Danny Malenkov, and I have today with me here in the studio special guest Leah Hodge. Welcome again, Leah. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you here. And you may be wondering what's happened to Peter Watts, our mate from Pommyland. Well, brother Peter, unfortunately, he's come down with a bit of a bug. So I hope you're listening to this. Uh, afternoon's program, uh, Peter. You really need to be listening in because our friend Leah, she is going to be sharing her journey of of from from near near death yes. experience to to where she is today. And, and Peter, she's going to be sharing on how to get better when you're not well. Isn't that right, Leah? Yep. So we really hope and pray that our mate Peter is listening. So if um, if you're not listening, Peter, well. You're going to be sick for a lot longer, and I'm going to be in the lead seat for a lot longer, and Leah will be my co-host for a lot longer. 
So anyway, uh, we hope you're getting better, Peter, and I'm looking forward to you joining me next week. And you'll be the co-host next week, just giving you a heads up, Pete, so you know what chair to sit in. (laughs) All right, Leah, we shared with our listeners uh, before we went to the break uh, that you will be sharing uh, your incredible journey. Mm. And so, yeah, uh, during this next hour, that's what we're going to be hearing We're going to be hearing your journey now. I know you've shared your journey um, in a number of uh, places. You've shared it on YouTube. You have also you've also shared it on Christian Television, 3ABN, and uh, yeah, you've spoken to to many audiences. And so, it's a real privilege for us to have you on board today. And so. Over to you. Do you want to just begin by sharing with us a little bit about your background? So the where did you grow up, the family and so on and so forth? Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a Christian home with um, uh, my mom. She was a single parent. My dad left um, at a very early age, so I, I don't even remember him being around. So that just goes to show I'm not sure what, what age I was. But yeah, she. Um, I have two older brothers and... She used to take us to church um, every week. We used to have family worships in the morning, in the evening. Um, she would pray with us in the evening. And yeah, I, I, so I grew up going to church um, and had a went to Christian schools um, through primary school and high school and even college. Um, but at a very, uh, in my teens, um, I sort of started, I guess, doing things that weren't, um, but that I knew weren't right. Um, and I believe that now looking back on um, that, that part of my life, I really believe it's because I didn't know who I was and the impact of not having a father figure and not having a relationship with God, even though I was brought up in a Christian home, I didn't really feel like I ever had a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, I don't even remember like having that, you know, that sense. So yeah, at about 14, 15, I stopped attending church or if I did, it would be very sporadic. Um, and started, you know, doing the whole party scene. And um, I was, um, yeah, I guess the leader in, in many ways in my friends group. So I was the one that would try everything first and then sort of encourage my other friends to do it, um, which doesn't sound very good. But yeah, so I started smoking cigarettes um, at around 15 years old and drinking when, when I was 15, just getting completely plastered and just, yeah, doing that every weekend, basically. Um, This is, yeah, when I was going to school. And then I started going into um, the rave parties. Now, now can you explain what these rave parties are? Because some of our listeners probably got no idea what a rave party is. Yeah, so this is a place where it starts at at nighttime, probably about maybe 9 o'clock at night it starts, or I can't even remember, but it goes all through the night till the morning. So you go to this place, you buy a ticket, and you go in and you just listen to really loud techno music and um, you just party all night and just stay up and then go home and try and sleep. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I I remember going to one of those um, when I was 16 years old for the first time and I was sober. Um, And by the next time I went, I was taking the drugs that everyone else was on that Mm, um so yeah getting into ecstasy um yeah all the party drugs basically and yeah i did that for a good while um and that led me in a real downward spiral with my mental health if you're living that kind of lifestyle even though it seemed really fun to me at the time 
I was led into a deep, deep depression, actually clinical depression. I was diagnosed clinically with depression at the age of 19. I constantly was having thoughts of suicide, um, of killing myself all the time. I thought this was normal. Um, I used to think um, about crashing my car into a tree frequently or um, yeah, any other means. I was yeah in a really bad, bad way, but still living this lifestyle. And I believe that that lifestyle leads you to that point um, because it's just it just ruins your your brain basically um, so yeah living this lifestyle and then um, I started working in a solicitor's firm when just as I came out of college and a lady who I worked with was a Christian and she um, invited me to uh, some meetings that were being held in my area on health funnily enough it wasn't just health it was how to master every area of your life and because I was in this um, depression state and I just thought my life is not very good um, I wanted to go so I went to these meetings and he um, this presenter um, he talked on many different things but one of them was um, health and so I started um, changing the way I did things in my in my life and you know stopped um, you know taking drugs stopped drinking um, and started actually going into a more plant-based diet and I grew up um, actually a vegetarian but um, you know in my teen years I started eating whatever I wanted really didn't really care so I yeah became um, a vegan and so I cut out all this stuff out of my diet and and then I got to the point where I actually went a step further and I became a raw vegan so Basically, um, if you've ever heard of a fruitarian, that's what I was. So I only used to eat fruit and some salads. So, you know, I'd eat a lot of, you know, bananas and, and mangoes. And that was all I ate, like all the time. And you know what? Even though that was a very extreme part of my, my lifestyle, it actually took away my depression. Um, and I just felt really, really, really awesome um, on this diet. And, um, but it was actually in this time period that I became diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. So that led me, to, because I was on this health journey, I was like, well, I'm not going to go to the doctor because they're just going to put me on medications and they're not going to treat the cause, they're going to treat the symptoms. So I tried to take things into my own hands and tried to start researching um, how I was going to heal myself from this disease. And so I did some juicing, I did, um, you know, took out things out of my diet, I just tried to fix myself and nothing was working. So I ended up finding out about this um, uh, fruit festival in New York City and I went and flew there with my friend to attend this festival. And at this festival, there was a lecture there on water fasting. And so I decided I wanted to go to that lecture. And when I heard about water fasting, I heard all these amazing water um, benefits to your body. And particularly one person's testimony was that they had Crohn's disease. They fasted for 40 days on water and they healed themselves of Crohn's disease. And I was just sitting there listening going, wow, I want to do this water fast because if he got healed from Crohn's disease, I can be healed from colitis. He had like very similar symptoms to me, like bleeding and all that kind of thing. So in my heart, I'd made a decision, I'm going to do this. And I think this is what's going to make me better. Wow. So, so did you, I mean, you did your own research, as you shared, did you consult any health professional um, Not at regarding, all. regarding where you were heading? Because I mean, you've got a very serious disease. 
Yeah. Um, that's a that's a that's a horrible serious disease that you're facing at this particular time. Yes. So no. this was all just just your own research and what you thought was best based on people who you talked to and and what you were finding online. Yeah, I know it sounds pretty um, stupid, doesn't it? But so what would you suggest if there are individuals who right now uh, are possibly suffering from from a very serious illness, an autoimmune disease such as ulcerative colitis or whatever it may be? And they're and they're heading down that road of uh, either you know seeking seeking online assistance uh, without seeing a medical practitioner. Do you think that's um, wise? No, as you'll hear from my story, it's not wise at all. You, yeah, you really need to be under the supervision of a good doctor. And um, later on in my journey, I did. God led me to some amazing physicians that really have helped me. And um, but yeah, I know in my desperation, um, I wanted to do really anything except for go to the doctor at that point in my journey anyway. Mm. But yeah, I really encourage people to yeah seek like you know be a, get your blood test done. You know you need to find out. You know can't just be blindly doing something. Um, it just is a really dangerous position to put yourself in. Exactly. And so you're in New York. Yeah. What happens next? Okay, so in New York, uh, yeah, listen to this. Um, basically, I make the decision there and then that I want to do this water fast. They're holding the next retreat six months later in Costa Rica. So I come back from New York to Australia. I tell basically my my family, um, my my fiance and my my mum that I'm going to go and do this water fast. And what they say? Well, you see, my mum was shocked and she was like, had no idea actually that I was actually suffering with this disease because I hadn't really told anyone because I was kind of embarrassed about it and I didn't really know how to tell people about it. My husband, uh, well, my fiance at the time, he, um, I think I was just a really good, <laughs> I really sold it to him that this was going to be the best for us both. Um, so he, although, yeah, he was willing that I go over there and um, yeah, so you know, six months down the track, I'd booked a ticket to go to Costa Rica and um, go to there for two months. And my mum actually um, decided that she wanted to come with me uh, for the last two weeks of, of the fasting retreat. So my, uh, at first, I really didn't want her to come, but I really see God um, led her and put it on her heart to come there. But yeah, so I flew to Costa Rica and I started my water fast. And I was there by myself with, um, you know, not knowing anyone uh, in a country that didn't speak English and um, away from all my family and friends. But my mum was coming for the last two weeks, as I mentioned. After about day eight of my water fast, I was very, very ill. And I was very, yeah, it was just a terrible time for me. And you might be thinking, well, that's because you're not eating anything. That's because you might be hungry. And I'm like, no, it wasn't because of that. It was because I had actually contracted an infection from the water I was drinking. And because I was in um, a, a retreat that didn't believe in any um, blood testing or any like yeah, medical intervention, we, no one had any idea that I was suffering with this infection because you can only find out if you have a blood test taken. And so no one knew there. They just thought, look, this is part of the fast. Some people get sick and you might be going through some sort of detoxing. But I knew that I was, yeah, I actually ended up fasting for 25 days on water. And um, yeah, it was a very yeah, excruciating 25 days. Um, and it actually got worse after the 25 days. So I broke my fast um, and I was told that 
you know, once you break your fast, you're going to get better because, you know, you're dehydrated. And once you start eating again, everything will get better because I was going to the toilet about towards the end of my fast, about 17 times a day. And when you're that emaciated, um, just running to the bathroom to sit on there, I'd, I'd fall, like I'd go unconscious because I was just so weak. I had nothing in me. And, um, so yeah, it was just a horrible time towards the end of the, the fast. I couldn't walk properly. People had to carry me places. It was just terrible. So you got down to just an incredibly low weight. Yeah, I think what I was were you about, down to? I think I was thirty-five kilos. Thirty-five kilograms. Yeah, and, um, it's rude for it's rude for people to ask. Yeah, uh, no, I the was, weight of a woman. I was skeletal. <laughs> um, yeah, I was so skeletal. We, we, so, so, so that's a lot of weight compared to where you are now. Yeah, yeah. Look, if if people wanted to see, I, I do have yeah, um, a video showing how what I looked like, but. Um, look, we got to the point where I started eating again and oh, it got worse. I started throwing up all the, the food that I was eating plus having the diarrhea. It was just a combination for disaster. Um, and you didn't have a hospital nearby because you were out in the middle of nowhere at this retreat. Is that right? That's right. In Costa Rica in this high mountain, um, you know, very far from anything. And so, yeah, it wasn't easy just to go down to the hospital. No. Wow. And at this time, your mum rocks up. That's right. So I was just hanging out for my mum to get there because I really wasn't getting the, the care and attention that I, that I needed. And so when she arrived, she took one look at me. We embraced one another because it had been a really you know, difficult time apart. And um, she's like, I need to get you out of here, Leah, because you need medical attention. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a really, um, yeah, she's, she then started to try and figure out how I was going to get out of this retreat because the people there didn't want me to leave. They wanted me to stay there. It was a real challenge, wasn't it? And your mum has actually shared her side of the story, hasn't she? She shared yes. her journey. I know we, we just taped that the other day, so that'll be available for those who would like to, um, yeah, get hold of what, what Liz's mum, uh, Liz, went through. And so... Where this is probably going to be a good time, a good time for us to 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 sign off on this part of your journey, because when we when we come back after this song, we're going to hear how God, in an incredible way, intervened. Because because it only gets it only gets more intense from this point on, doesn't it? That's right. Uh, we move from the physical to the spiritual. Yes. And so we're looking forward to that. So sit back and enjoy this uh, beautiful song. From Caleb and Kelsey, 10,000 Reasons. What a sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me. Worship His holy name 
welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that song. And we are here, Danny Malenkov, your host for this afternoon, and Leah Hodge, looking up. I hope you are thoroughly enjoying this incredible testimony journey of Leah. Now, Leah, before we went to that beautiful song, 10,000 Reasons, you were sharing with us that you were in a really bad way there in Costa Rica at this health retreat. You were far away from God, far away from home. Praise the Lord, your mum had arrived. Yep. And now, where do we go to from here? How do you get out of that place? Okay, so she gets there. The same day she arrives, she contacts um, my husband or my fiance in, in Australia and said we need to get Leah out of here I don't know how we're going to do it but she needs medical attention and there was only like a very small spot in this mountain area that we were in that she could actually get Wi-Fi to actually communicate at all so like if she moved one centimeter to the left or the right she'd lose it so it was a very like you know touch and go situation and my mom at this point is actually a backslidden Christian um, but she did come over to Costa Rica with um, some books her Bible and her book and um, God was actually preparing her for this rescue mission I believe Um, so she um, yeah takes me back to my room and um, yeah starts to try and figure out what how how am I going to get Leah out here because she needs help it gets to 11 o'clock that night and I'm throwing up over the toilet again and just like totally wasted nothing in me she that's she's like that's it I'm going to the um, the leader of the retreats door and 11 o'clock at night said I need to get my daughter out of here she's really ill he's like oh don't worry you're just an overreacting mother she'll be fine no she's been here for six weeks her condition has deteriorated she needs to get out of here and he tried to persuade her to stay and um meanwhile when she's in the room with him his phone rings and it's interesting because like i told you there's not much reception there and he um, was an american and he had bought a, a phone a sim card to put in his phone um, but it never worked because it didn't fit in there properly. So he cut the SIM card and put it in there, but it never worked. But then it rings while my mom is in the room with him. He answers the phone really puzzled, and then he realizes it's not actually for him. It's for her. And he goes, oh, the phone call's for you. And so, yeah, my mom's like, okay, who's ringing me on your phone? And so she hands it over, and it's actually my insurance company had somehow got his number Look, that I know that has to be a miracle. There was just no way that that phone could have rung and them get that number and ring when my mum was in the room with him. My mum knew from then that she'd been praying the whole time, how am I going to get out of here? And that was just a sign to, from God that um, yeah, they were going to do all they could to help me get out into the hospital. So God was at work clearly. Oh, he was at work clearly. So, so God's not limited regardless of where you may be when you need help. That's right. He can make phones that don't work work. Um, <laughs> wow. So she ends up having this, you know, bit of an argument with this um, leader. And um, anyway, long story short, he and lets us call a taxi um, to get to the hospital. So the taxi comes. It's a four-hour, five-hour trip. So he doesn't arrive till 6 a.m. in the morning. Like to the hospital. To the hospital. And so my mum that night was a night where we spent in, yeah, just um, I thought I was going to die that night, um, basically. But we, she packed up all our things. We get in the taxi and we leave at 6 a.m. We get to the to the hospital um, after a very grueling trip and the, the taxi driver got lost and I was dry reaching the whole trip. I hadn't drunk one drop of water for over 24, 48 hours. I would be, you know, vomiting and diarrhea. I was just so ill. I couldn't even hold anything down. 
and they get to the hospital. I get rushed into the emergency room. The emergency room is full of people, but they take one look at me. Um, I'm in a wheelchair at this point and um, they, they just take my mum aside and like she starts giving them the passports and they just rush me into the emergency room and start trying to find a vein because they they could see that I was in a really bad way. Was it easy for them to find a vein? No, not at all. If you know anything about anything medical that you'll know that when you're dehydrated, you cannot find a vein. And um, so they're trying it frantically about four nurses tapping my toes, my ankles, my, my arms, trying to find a vein. And it was helpless, hopeless. Um, one male nurse kept persisting and he ended up getting a vein in my left arm. And my mum uh, was so grateful and thankful that he had this vein. And she asked, well, what is your name? I just want to thank you and he said my name is Gabriel wow I know and so my mom just knew there and then that God was with her because and he was going to pull you through and he was going to pull me through so once they got the vein they start pumping me with fluids the doctor takes my mom aside and said look well we don't know if we can save her she's um, the worst case of dehydration that we've ever seen and if we rehydrate her too quickly she's going to get cerebral edema on the brain and slip into a coma and so my mom starts freaking out and they also say she's got a serious um, infection through her whole body and they wanted to give me antibiotics. Um, so they, my, they put me in ICU and they put me from ICU for three days. I ended up, um, yeah, getting the antibiotics and they, it started working. Um, and obviously, you know, I didn't slip into a coma. Um, but my mum was constantly praying in this time for, for help because she was there, hadn't slept for days at this point um, now. And... Um, yeah, could only see me in the ICU for 20 minutes every four hours. Um, after that, she's, um, you know, talking to people, getting them to pray and, um, yeah, just really reaching out to God because she had no idea how um, I was going to get better. I come onto a normal ward. After three days, I was able to leave ICU and my mum was allowed to stay in the room with me. And we're going to sleep one night and then all of a sudden um, there's a Bible verse in Ephesians 6 um, where it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we, we wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in high places. And that night, I can tell you that the enemy tried to take out me and my mum. And you might be thinking, well, how do you know that? Well, I was a weak, emaciated girl of 35, 38 kilos, and I ended up going into a trance and I would not respond to my mum. And I remember just looking blankly ahead she was talking to me. I could not speak. I started being tortured in my mind that thinking that I was in hell and I was lost for eternity, that the Bible wasn't real, that um, I was in hell with Satan. This is what I was thinking in my mind. This is what I was being, you know, the thoughts were being put in my mind, that you're lost, that you, um, that God isn't real, that the Bible isn't real, and that, yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense. Um, and after that point, that happened for about 20 minutes where, you know, no response from me. Then I ended up being... Um, really angry and just started screaming and twisting my body started twisting in um, ways that I cannot twist them my, my, my head was fully arched up um, back underneath my legs and they were trying to straighten me out because they thought I was going to break my neck so there was about four or five nurses male nurses trying to hold my body down and I was just thrashing it, it I was just I was just I'd lost control there was a spirit demons that were had taken possession of my body and you were even speaking in a male voice that's correct like you know you know in a weird just, yeah just scary male voice yes. so that was part of this whole demon possession yes and i also um got my head 
um, through the bars of the bed and end up latching onto my mum's stomach with my teeth. I end up biting her stomach. And I don't remember any of this, but yeah, yeah, they would. They could not pry my jaw open. I just had a locked jaw and I wasn't letting her go. I ended up ripping a big chunk out of her stomach. They ended up taking away and she was bleeding everywhere. Um, and then, you know, the nurses there in this hospital knew it was a spiritual battle because they came in with um, rosary beads and holy water and they were doing what they thought that was right to do. And so they knew that this was a spiritual battle. They ended up putting me in a psychiatric ward. The whole hospital was woken up because I was screaming up to the top of my lungs and people tell me to be quiet they put me in a padded like room where you know you can't injure yourself and I'm still a mess I'm still murmuring calling out things and my mum wants to go into the room and they said no you cannot go in there she's a danger to you and a danger to herself you're not allowed to go in there and she's like no I'm going in there she signs a waiver to say that she's going in at her own risk and she goes into that room with her bible and her hymn book that she brought over and she sung hymns and claimed promises and prayed all night until the spirit had left and I was delivered. The evil spirits. The evil spirits, the, the, the demons. Mm. And so um, praise the name of Jesus Christ because that's the only name in heaven and earth that we can be saved and be delivered from the power of Satan. So what were you crying out at this time? Uh, you shared with me on, on one occasion that, that there was only something you could cry out as you felt yourself completely I hopeless was, and was, helpless and lost. You were crying out. I was crying out, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God. Wow, so you were literally simply crying out to Jesus. Yes. Crying out to God and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Just mentioning their name. Yes, that's right. And my mum was claiming um, the name of Jesus and, yeah, she was singing. And So yeah. you were experiencing what we read of in the Gospels. So when you read the Gospel stories and you read of individuals being possessed, being tormented by Satan and his angels and Jesus delivering these people yes. in the Gospels, you believe that. I believe this, it. This is not just some hocus-pocus, made-up stuff, um, people who have got some kind of psychiatric issues, mental health issues. This is the real deal, as in people are, people are and can be uh, possessed by Satan and his angels. That's right. And so you experience that firsthand, and so you can vouch for that. Oh, yes, I can vouch for that. And it's most, one of the most terrifying things ever that I've experienced. And yes, it's real. And yes, Jesus is real. Because wow. of that fact. And so Jesus literally saved he your saved life. He saved me. And, you know, he saved your life physically yes, and spiritually. Yes. I just, look, I just want to praise God right here and now because I was so far from God at this point in time. And when you call upon the name of Jesus, wherever you are, he will save you. He is merciful. And while we are yet sinners, he died for us. So you don't need to get your life on track before you cry out to Jesus. You can cry out to Jesus you, in, the, in the depths of yes. your sin and despair. Yeah, and, he, and he's so merciful. And he, he delivered me when I did not deserve to be delivered. The way I was living my life was wow. totally away from him. So you, so you leave Costa Rica. Yes. I know your story is huge and it's incredible and um, people can go onto YouTube. Just, uh, just do, do you want to give us that YouTube? Uh, I know you've got a YouTube channel where yes. people can, um, because there's, there's a lot more that you share on there and you share a lot more on the spiritual battle. Yes. So my actual testimony on YouTube is, the name of it is my testimony, Jesus delivered me from demon possession and my, um, you can type in Leah Hodge along with that title and you should be able to find my video. But yeah, um, yeah, so I came back from, I woke up the next morning from this demonic attack and knew something terrible had happened. 
but I didn't remember a lot of it. I had a lip, I had a chunk taken out of my lip from biting my mum, and I asked my mum, "What? What's this on my lip?" She's like, "Oh, I don't know. You must have bit your lip with something." But she knew what it was. She just didn't want to tell me. Um, I came back to Australia. Like I had a big <laughs> comeback from my health. Within one week, I was out of hospital, and so I come back to Australia and I start searching for God because He had delivered me, and I didn't know Him yet. Even though he delivered me from demonization, I still didn't know who he was. So I started um, yeah, on my journey of the Bible and reading the Bible for the very first time in my life. 25 years old, I started reading the Bible. Wow. Yes. And I actually started reading it with the person who's doing this um, this radio show with me today, Pastor Danny. Really? Yeah. Did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was an incredible journey. Um, that was how many years ago now? So that was in 2014. 2014. So we're looking at six years yeah, ago yeah. when we started that journey um, in the scriptures. And, and that also led your mum. Yes. on her journey yes. and your brother yes and uh, then my niece and then your niece so i've i've kind of become like the family pastor i guess yes uh, she definitely you, has you have a family gp and i'm kind of the family yeah. pastor for for leah and her family so i started learning um about the truths of God's word for the very first time. And it was so precious to me. And I was so hungry for the word of God. And it was actually in a time when I was still very ill. When I came back from Costa Rica, I was in hospital, in and out all that year. And it was a time of really terrible trials, but it was a time where I could do nothing but really seek God. And it was amazing, actually, when I look back on how through those terrible illness, like that illness in hospital, I was led to seek for him more and more. So I guess that's a lot of people where they're at the bottom of the barrel before they look up. That's right. You know, we call this program Looking Up. And often, often when you are at the bottom of the barrel, when there's nowhere else to go, nowhere else to turn to, uh, you look up. Yes. You look up because you, you know that your deliverance is only with Jesus. And so wherever you may be, my dear friend, whoever you may be, wherever you are listening right now, I want to encourage you, Leah wants to encourage you that no matter what your situation is, Jesus is only one call away. He's only one yes. call away. That's right. And all you've got to do is just call out to his name. That's right. That's literally what you were doing. Just just call out to the name of Jesus. And the Bible says the name of Jesus is the most powerful name in the universe. And that name is able to save because Jesus came to set the captives free, as yep. you well said. Yes. And so we, we praise the Lord for that. And there's a little bit more to this incredible story of faith from Leah. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to get to the anointing service because yes. that had a huge impact on you after some beautiful music that we're going to be listening to. But I want to really encourage you just to keep looking up, keep looking to Jesus, and he will see you through. We're going to now listen to some beautiful music from... Uh, Carly Fletcher in the name of Jesus. Sit back and enjoy. There is salvation in the name of Jesus in the sweet name of Jesus just claim his name his righteousness he'll stand for you for he is true there is salvation salvation 
in Jesus' name. There is freedom in the name of Jesus, in the sweet name of Jesus. Just claim His name and His liberty. Welcome back to Faith FM. Looking up, I'm Danny Malenkov, and I have here our special guest, Leah Hodge. We have been so blessed. I hope and pray that you have been so blessed thus far hearing Leah's incredible journey, her incredible testimony. And we're going to continue with that journey right now. Now, Leah, before this beautiful song, and and what a beautiful song that was from Carly Fletcher, In the Name of Jesus, very, very fitting because that's where we... 
That's where we landed. Uh, before that beautiful song, you had cried out to the name of Jesus. He had delivered you, uh, not just spared you from death, but ultimately spared you from eternal death. He had drawn you to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So now we're back. Well, you're back in Australia with your mum. And I understand that your fiancé at the time, Josh, who's now your husband, he also came uh, to ensure that you made your way safely back to Australia. Now, you come back to Australia and you weren't well, were you? You had to be hospitalized. Yeah, so within a month of returning back to Australia, I was hospitalized in the John Hunter Hospital with, um, they didn't really know what was going on at this point. It, um, because I had contracted an infection over there, they still thought I had some infectious disease, but it just ended up being a whole year of me going in and out of hospital. So I was hospitalized four times and I was, I had about seven blood transfusions and seven iron infusions over that year alone. Since then, I've had more, but, yeah, it got to the point, yeah, I was, I couldn't go back to work. Um, yeah, I was just a really ill person. I spent most of my, my time in bed. Um, I lost all my muscle. Like I was just, yeah, a very, very sick person. I remember doing Bible studies with you and you'd literally be lying on the carpet. Yeah. You weren't even able to sit up and you're lying on the carpet as we did our Bible studies with yourself and yes. uh, your mum and your brother at the time. Yes. So, um, you know, in these hospital visitations that I had to stay um, in hospital for a week, a week and then another week and then... Um, in December of that year, I was hospitalized for my fourth time and my longest stay in hospital was of three weeks. And it was, yeah, just a day in hospital can be draining, but a whole three weeks is, yeah, it's mentally is, is hard to deal with. But I, there was just no um, change in my condition. I was just getting worse and worse. They had me on the highest levels of, of prednisone, of hydrocortisone, and my inflammation was just not coming down. And it got to the point where they were going to, um, they told me that we're going to have to remove your bowel because you're in a dangerous position here and so I had an appointment with a surgeon um, an appointment with a stomatherapist to talk about what it's like to live with a bag and this was really shocking to me as a 25 year old um, you know fit person I was like am I going to get my bowel removed like I just it wasn't not a reality to me um, my mum suggested to me why don't Leah you get anointed and she had suggested this to me a year ago before I went to Costa Rica to do that water fast and a year a year ago before I went I um I was laughed at her because I was like I uh, don't even know what anointing is mum like no thanks I'm not going to do that um and then a year later I do this anointing service um up well, I my mum suggested again and I'm like yep I'm going to give this a go because I'd been studying the bible and my faith had started to grow. I had not been baptized yet, but I was ready to give God a go and, and see if he could do this because the, they were telling me I was going to have my bowel removed. So I'm like, why can't I let God um, in and see if he's going to help me? So we called Pastor Danny and we asked him if he could come down and do this anointing service. And you have, if you haven't heard about what an anointing service is, it's actually found in James chapter 5 where it says that if someone is sick, you can call for the elders of the church to come and anoint the person and pray for them that they may be healed and anoint them with oil. And so um, I wanted to give God uh, my heart and, and my life. And so we prepared for this service. And like I told you, um, I was going to get my bowel removed literally and we didn't tell the doctors obviously what we were doing but he came down into the hospital in, into the room on the Friday night and um, I was anointed and I um, can you know it's a real time of surrender and confession and you're really just giving your whole heart and life into God's hands and was that easy to do Leah 
to to completely surrender to God because there were some challenges. There were some things that you knew God wanted you to surrender. Yeah, there was, and I had to um, yeah readjust my life. And to me, it actually wasn't it wasn't a hard thing for me to fully surrender uh, because I just really I just God had saved me and I just loved Him so much and I just I didn't want to hold anything back. So um, yeah, no, I, I I did have to make some significant changes actually, but. Um, yeah, we, I was anointed and it was a really special time. And then the next day was the Saturday and I was still feeling pretty lousy. But um, in hospital, I was getting a blood test done every day or every second day to check my inflammation readings. And so they had, you know, they did another blood test and um, my gastroenterologist came and visited me in my room and said, Leah, I can't explain this, but your CRP, which is my inflammation reading, has significantly dropped. And... You know, you've gone from like 180, I think, to um, I think it was down to 30. It was it was something ridiculous where I knew that God had heard our prayers. And so within two days of having this anointing service, I was released from hospital. Wow. I was discharged. So what did the doctors say? He just couldn't believe it. He said, we can't explain why your inflammation has just dropped because nothing else had changed. I was still on the same medications. And the only thing that had changed is that we had prayed to God and surrendered it into so his this hands. Was, so this was clearly another miracle from clearly God. Clearly another miracle because I was just discharged two days later with my whole body still intact. Wow. I was not healed from colitis, but I was. God had... Um, yeah, definitely saved me from getting the knife on me. And it just, yeah, it was just another amazing experience. God then led me to another doctor in Sydney that really helps with um, digestive diseases. And um, yeah, I really believe God had led me to two really amazing doctors that um, that really helped with my gut journey. And so that was, uh, that was I guess, uh, a, a big step on the road to recovery. Yes. For you, a significant step from where you were. You noticed a, a noticeable difference after that one year of being so sick and in and out of hospitals and yes. blood transfusions and so forth. Yes. And I'll just tell you my second anointing, which happened as well. So um, two years later, so after I was released from hospital, after having the first anointing, I um, yeah was still trying to figure out my health and was led to various different doctors and for, to did, did various different things. But it got to the point two years down the track that I was on all these medications and that I really wanted to um, surrender it fully again to God because the medications weren't um, working and they and I'd given them a, a good two years and I was still seeing symptoms of this disease and I was like why not I just let God um, he I know that he knows my body and I know that he knows how to heal me so I just wanted him to um, show me what I could do and so um, two years down the track, I got anointed again, and I actually went off all my medications. And I told my doctor this. I said, I'm going to go off all my medications, and he really did not want me to do that. But I, I had full faith that God could heal me. And so I did do that, and I followed this book that um, has um, natural remedies for colitis. And over the next three months, I actually, my all my symptoms went away. And I went back to the to my gastroenterologist who told me that I was an idiot and that I shouldn't do that, which is fine. Look, he, he was doing the best that he could for me. And when he saw my bowel and did my colonoscopy and when he saw my blood results, he could not believe it. I was such a sick girl that he said, 
what happened? And I said, well, I was anointed. He's like, oh, what pastor anointed you? And he's like, I want him to come in and anoint all my patients because it was just an amazing miracle again where now not only did I not have to get my bowel removed, but I didn't have to be on any medications and I was completely symptom-free for the first time in years. So it was just, it was just amazing how God really worked through that as well. Wow. And in between, you had a very special weekend in May. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, so in May um, 2015, I, was, uh, I got baptized. So this is in between the two anointings. That's in between the two anointings. I uh, got baptized and I gave my life to God fully in public um, baptism, in ceremony to, to let people know that I fully was His. And then the next day I was married. Got wow, married. what a weekend, a weekend. Two weddings. <laughs> two weddings in one weekend. Yes. Not many people experience two weddings in one weekend, yes. I know that was a very special day. And, uh, you know, just uh, to see you publicly declare your allegiance to Jesus Christ, the one who saved your life uh, in a physical sense and then who saved you for eternity. Uh, even more important than that than our physical lives, as Jesus made that very clear. And, and the next day you were married to, to your husband, Josh. And I know that he's been a wonderful support, a wonderful encouragement to you because you guys started going out at the young yeah. teenage age yeah. of about what 17 16 yes. 17 yes since i was 17 and look when you have this type of illness you really do need support you really do need someone who's going to be with you support you my mom has been a huge support i don't know how many times she's she slept in the hospital bed next to me and so did josh they took turns really always there with me it's just there yeah god has really given me great support it's a blessing to have a family it's, that's so supporting, so loving, especially at a time like that when you're when you're at your lowest to have them there rally around you. And I know what a, what a blessing that is. So a big shout out to all the family members out there who are supporting their loved one as they're going through uh, a nasty, very difficult health challenge. And I experienced that with my own mother. Uh, last year, she passed away at the end of last year. And I remember what what it was like um, as family to, to rally around um, your, your, your loved one and to support them and encourage them through that. Now, Leah, you have had an incredible journey and I know that you title your testimony, or I've heard your testimony titled in these words, uh, Rebel, Raw and Redeemed. That's right. There's three words. You didn't need to hear all of that. You could have just said rebel, raw, and redeemed. I think it's a great way of summarizing the three different stages of my life. And so, and so where are you at now? Where are you at now in your journey? So, look, I've been following um, those New Start principles that you talked about last week. Mm -hmm. They're so simple. Do you want to go through them again? Yes, sure. So we have N for nutrition. So with um, an autoimmune disease, it's really important that you're feeding with, with anyone. It's important that you're feeding your body with good food. So antioxidants, you know, the colors of the rainbow. You want to be getting a variety of different things in your diet, especially with my disease. I have two cups of a day to help manage um, it's really particularly good for my illness. Um, so I'll have a smoothie with, um, you know, some blueberries some banana, some like flaxseed, all these different types of things that, you know, you omega fatty acids. So nutrition is super important. So we have exercise. I'd love to talk about exercise all day because I'm a personal trainer, but exercise is so good. And actually, it actually helps increase um, or, or produce um, antioxidants as well. But it, um, it's one of those things that I've, that's helped me mentally deal with um, my disease. 
overseas as well because it, it helps your brain more than anything else, more than helping you lose weight. It helps your brain. And um, with, with especially with like mental um, depression, anxiety. So water, um, W, water. Well, we know that we need to drink water. How much water do you drink, Pastor Danny? I drink at least two to three liters a day. Now, I love water. That's so good. You know, most people don't even drink a cup or two. Um, so water is super important. And that's where a hydrotherapy comes into it because I personally use hydrotherapy for uh, my autoimmune disease as well. So it's really good for inflammation. It's really good for things like coronavirus because you're boosting your immune system. And there's a particular hydrotherapy treatment that's great for um you know, the Spanish flu that happened in 1918, which is very similar for the respiratory. Yes, it's called fomentations. And you can, you know, YouTube that if you want to look at more into what that looks like. Um, but yeah, hydrotherapy, there's so many different ways you can do it. Um, but if you basically, if you have a head cold, you could get a hot um, water tub, put your feet in there and do 20 minutes of, um, of a hot foot bath. And that will actually draw all the blood that's congested in your head down into your feet and you will lose your, your headache. I mean, that's just one example of how you can use hydrotherapy. I wish we could talk about it more. Well, maybe another time we'll, 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 we'll have you back and you can share a little more on that. And um, so, that's, so that's the water. So we're up to the S. The S, sunshine, um, vitamin D. And this is where you can exercise, do your E and your S all at one time. So you're going out and getting your vitamin D. Vitamin D is super important for your immunity. And it's actually one thing that my physician, my doctor prescribed to me was vitamin D. Now you might be thinking, no, isn't vitamin C what we should be having for our health? No, vitamin D and vitamin C um, is, is really important for healing. And it does so many things that in our bodies that we have no idea about that we really need. What about, what's the next one? What's the next? New T. T, temperance. Now, uh, this one's a big one as well. But um, yeah, you, yeah, we shouldn't be overloading our body with um, substances or with even with food. Temperance is a very broad subject. We need to have temperance in everything. Now, have you heard of the, the, the correct definition of what temperance is? Well, I heard someone say all good things in moderation and get rid of all the bad stuff. <laughs> That's exactly that right. Yeah. So it's not all things in moderation, but it's only the good things yeah. in moderation and then abstaining from those yeah. things which are harmful. So that's the T. And then you've got the A. The A is air, so fresh air. Um, you might have heard of negative ions. They're where you can get negative ions, which are really good. They're not negative. They're positive for your, with you, for your body. But going out into green spaces, into where there's lots of fresh green trees, going to where the waterfalls are, going to where the ocean is. Fantastic. And then the R? R is rest and we need sleep. Plenty of sleep. Seven to eight hours. And the last one, T. And this is, I feel like, the most important one. Absolutely. And, um, this is where I have found true peace um, is when our mind is stayed on God, where we trust in God in divine help. Absolutely. And without God, there is, there is no hope. And so we thank God for that trust in divine power. Wow. Leah, it's been amazing. We've been so blessed during this hour. Just we think.
Welcome back. Hope you have enjoyed this afternoon's program on Looking Up with Danny Malenkov and my co-host, Leah Hodge. We have been on an exciting journey, an incredible journey, uh, a, a journey that's worth putting in a book, Leah. As I was listening to your story again, I thought, you really need to put this in a book. We're going to be giving away an incredible book. Um, at the end of this program so stay tuned and ensure you're the first caller in in order to get this uh, wonderful book that we'll be giving away at the end now leah before we went to the news you were sharing on new start mm. and we landed on the last t now that's an acronym eight principles for health and well-being and we landed on the t which stands for trust in god or trust in divine power and you shared that that's really the most important it's it's the most important principle of all now you're going to share a, a scripture with us yes well look like, let me tell you before i um came to god and i was trying to do the health my own way it wasn't working clearly and I found when I came to God, things started working a lot better. Um, but yeah, look, I want to share with everyone a promise that I has got me through some really challenging times. It's found in Isaiah, Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. And this is a scripture that I have used and claimed when I've been in a really bad way with my colitis, particularly at nighttime when I'd go to sleep, I would go over this in my mind and claim this promise. And it says... Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And I used to go over that. If I kept my mind on God, on Jesus, I would be kept in perfect peace, because I knew who Jesus was. So therefore, I know that he had me in his arms, no matter what I was going through, no matter how many times I'd be getting up to go to the toilet and, you know, having a really bad day. If I kept my mind on him, I could have that perfect peace. And this is where the trust in God is vital because we can claim these promises and fully believe in them. And, you know, um, mental health is, is, you know, when you're going through physical health, this is where I could stay sane by trusting in these promises. And especially at a time like this. Yes. Uh, we've never experienced yes. anything like this in our lifetime. Yeah. And so when people are, are stressed, people are feeling lonely, people are feeling anxious, people have loved ones who mm. may be suffering from either the coronavirus or from cancer or from any other illness, mm. this is a wonderful scripture to claim as 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 you draw near to Jesus and you experience that perfect peace you do and it really comes from knowing who he is absolutely and uh for me for me when it comes to when it comes to trusting god trust in divine power you know that eighth uh, principle at the bottom of the list if you if you write out the acronym new start from top to bottom really i see it as the foundation you know for me it's the foundation yes. and that's where you said and for me proverbs 3 5 and 6 is a scripture I've memorized, and it's one well worth remembering and memorizing if you could. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Amen. And, um, and I just love that scripture because it just it takes all the pressure and all the stress away from me being in charge. You know, it's been enjoyable these last uh, hour and a half, these last two hours being in the in the in the hot seat here. Peter's not around, and um, and I'm enjoying being the host. You're loving it, Danny. <laughs> I'm really loving it. Um, I think Peter's going to be kicking me out come next week. 
And, but you know what, when it comes to life, it's, it's such a relief, it's such a blessing to know that there is someone who is far more capable than me, and that is the God of the universe, my creator, and the one who came to die for me, hmm. that he wants to take charge, he wants to take control. And I can sit back in the co-host seat, I can sit back in the passenger side and enjoy the journey. And it's not always going to be an easy journey, as we know. Um, serving serving God, being faithful to Jesus is not always easy. In fact, the Apostle Paul here said, and all those who seek to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. We live on a sin-sick planet. And if you've, if you've made a decision to give your heart and life to Christ, you can know that you are now public enemy number one when it comes to the devil and his angels and he will try and 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 give you a a beating and take you off that path that god has taken you on so so we can praise god for that now there are a couple of programs leah that we want to highlight at this time if you've been listening and you've been inspired and encouraged and you want to have your own journey with jesus Mm. there are two online programs right now that you can watch if you've got the internet you can jump online and you can watch them one is called the end we we want we want to we want to share with you the details of the end the end what the Bible says about the end. So we're into the second week of this six-week journey, uh, four nights a week, as well as, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a live uh, online uh, share your questions, answers uh, evening. Now, how do you get to the end uh, online program? You go to theend.digital, theend.digital. Now, I know the two individuals very well who are presenting, Lyle Southwell. He's actually the breakfast show host, and uh, many of the listeners will be well familiar with Lyle, Lyle Southwell. He's a very experienced seminar presenter. In fact, he got me into running seminars at the very beginning, mm. uh, some what, 14 odd years ago, 2006, if I can remember that far back. So thank you, Lyle, if you're listening. Um, I've been blessed by your mentorship. And so Lyle Southwell has been sharing with Sharissa Fong. Uh, Sorry, that was a maiden name. Now she's Sharissa Tarosian. Did I get that right? That's right. Sharissa Tarosian. So they've been sharing. And I want to encourage you to go to the website, theend.digital. And uh, we're into the second week. If you've missed any of the presentations up until now, uh, they're all on the website and you can view them and enjoy them. Now, Leah, you have a part to play in the end. So you tell us from your experience, how's it been going? Look, it's been fantastic to be a part of this program. I just love that the Word of God is being preached and people are coming to know God and Jesus as their Savior. And look, the, the, there's a Bible verse that says, um, the gospel shall be preached in all the world and then the end shall come. Amen. And this is part of that. And so we are trying to um, share the good news of the gospel through these presentations. And so tonight you can tune in at 8 p.m. and watch it. There's three different platforms you can watch this. Um, series on. You can watch it on the end.digital website, which Danny has just said, or you can watch it on Facebook, um, the end.digital Facebook page or the end.digital YouTube channel. So there's three different platforms. And so you can go to any of those. You can share these 
with your friends, with your family. It's so easy to send a link in this digital age. Um, and so there's no um, yeah restrictions there. You can just share it in, in, in your messages, in your emails. And um, tonight's presentation is called Israel's Temple, A Map to Freedom. Wow, that sounds fascinating and really interesting. I'm going to be tuning in at 8 p.m. tonight, is it? 8 p.m. tonight. And like um, Danny shared, every Friday night we have a live Q&A on Facebook and YouTube. So if you have questions from the episodes that were that are this week, um, you can type in your questions into the comment box on Facebook and YouTube, and we will address them live on Friday night at 8 p.m. Wow. And a lot of people are time poor in this uh, busy rat race world that we live in. Maybe not so time poor now because we're kind of in lockdown still yes. um, a little bit anyway. Restrictions are lifting. How long do these programs go for how long do these um talks go for good question we have made these programs 30 minutes wow just 30 minutes yeah and so at 8 p.m hopefully you know the kids are to bed you have time 30 minutes is is really short time really to for such important topics for us to know today absolutely so these topics are the most important topics that you will youtube uh so we spend a lot of time on YouTube. We spend a lot of time on Netflix and, um, and, and other social media. We spend tons and tons of time, generally speaking. Now, there's some people that don't spend much time at all. But there are a lot of people, and I'm one of those. I spend quite a bit of time online, mainly for my work. And this would probably be the best uh, investment of your time. Uh, because this is leading you to eternity. This will right. introduce you to Jesus and ultimately introduce you to his kingdom where there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more sin, where we'll live in a land that will be filled forevermore with peace, joy, and happiness. So that's something to really look forward to. And I know a lot of people have been tuning in, haven't they, so far? Yeah, we've had an amazing response um, online. And, you know, because it's up online now, um, you know, people can go watch it back. Um, so look, we don't know how many more are going to watch it, but it's up there. And, and these types of um, presentations are actually what brought me into study the Bible and give my life to God. I actually, yeah. Um, so yeah, six years ago, I sat down and watched um, in my own lounge room a series of presentations just like this. And um, so yeah, it really has a pr profound impact on my life. And it has for eternity, like you just shared. So this is more than just information. This is transformation. This is transformation. Transformation for eternity. I like that. That could be the name of your book, Leah. Transformation for eternity. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. From rebel to raw to redeem. You can be my editor. <laughs> oh, you won't want that. <laughs> um, yeah, so we praise the Lord for that. Now, the second program, the second program, is another wonderful program. Uh, guy, the, the, the seminar presenter, he's a Kiwi, uh, John Bradshaw. He's someone that I know well. I don't know him as well as uh, Sharissa and Lyle. Top guy, he's a Kiwi, and uh, all Kiwis are wonderful. If you're a Kiwi out there and you're listening, uh, I just want to say how wonderful Kiwis are. We spent six years in New Zealand. Wow. Yeah, we've got a little Kiwi. Well, she's not a little Kiwi anymore at home. She's like 21 years old, almost, next month. And, uh, yeah, we had, we had a great time. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's a great presenter. And his series is entitled Hope Awakens, Making Sense of the Moment. Now, how do you find this program? Well, you can go to discover.hopechannel.com forward slash hope awakens so a little bit more work um, to get there than 
than the previous program, thenn.digital. But still, uh, you'll find it. Just Google it, and I'm sure you'll come across it. So discover.hopechannel.com forward slash hope awakens. And that, and that series goes for about three or four nights a week. And that's from 7.30 to 8.30. And once again, uh, like with the end, you can watch the previous messages that you may have missed. And you'll be thoroughly blessed once again, taking you to the same place, taking you on a journey to eternity. And you'll be thoroughly blessed by, by that program. And tell your friends about it. Now, Leah, as we as we come to land, uh, we don't have much more time. We could go on and on, and we'll probably have you back. I think we'll have you back. Um, we'll tell Peter that he needs to get sick again, um, <laughs> so I can have so I can have my moment in the sun. Uh, now, I've really enjoyed um, interviewing you. Now, what do you have for our listeners? Uh, there, there might be people there who are struggling, who who are finding it really tough, um, just whether it be physically, mental health, you, you shared your own journey with your struggle with mental health. Are there some final tips you want to share with our listeners of, of something that will encourage them in the days to come? Yeah, so just from a practical standpoint with um, with with struggling with, with mental things particularly, um, I would recommend getting outdoors at least 30 minutes a day out in the sunshine. Very, very um, really practical way of lifting your mood. And these are just physical things. You know, getting out in the sunshine for at least 30 minutes a day, just walking, breathing in that fresh air. Um, also claiming the promises of God um, and really... If you can find a prayer partner, I, I recommend you find someone who you can pray with on a weekly basis or a daily basis if you if you if you need. And it's really it really good to surround yourself with people who um, can uplift you spiritually, um, not just physically. Um, but we've talked about the trust in God being one of the the foundations of of our health. Um, and 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 so I really encourage people to yeah if they can. Prayer is something that I have really leaned upon, and prayer is how I was saved. It's through the prayer, the intercessory prayers of other people. And so prayer, prayer is powerful where we get to talk to the infinite God, and He, um, we, can, we draw closer to Him through prayer. Um, those are some just general tips quickly of, of what I, um, people can do to, to help them in their, in, their, in their journey, in their health journey. So just getting back to basics, crying out to God through prayer, opening His Word each and every day, feeding on yes. His Word and those promises that have kept you going all these years and continue to keep you going. Now, now you're involved in ministry today, full-time ministry. You're, you're on the front lines of, of the gospel. Who would have thought? Who so would have thought, yes. I, yeah, I'm in full-time ministry. So last year I became what's called a Bible worker, which meant I used to go around and knock on people's doors and ask them if they wanted to study the Bible. And um, now I have the privilege of actually working um, in a more administrative role. And I really love, I really love it. And uh, I, so I can't believe it. I went from someone who used to be in a solicitor's firm working as a receptionist to now working full time for God. And yeah, I just, I love being in this position. Wow. What a journey. And you talked about prayer. There may be a listener out there who is desperately seeking to get hold of that book. You have that opportunity to call in right now. The book is Roger, uh, the book is from the author Roger Morno. He is uh, not only he, he he's just a, a, a full-on prayer warrior. Mm. There's no other way to describe Roger Morno. Full-on prayer, and he's written the book. 
entitled The Incredible Power of Prayer. The Incredible Power of Prayer. So if you want that book, give us a call on 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-324-843. And the first person to call will receive that book. And so it's been it's been a real pleasure this week um, hanging out with you, Leah, and just hearing your story. And I know the listeners have been thoroughly blessed. And, you know, looking up, really, you have helped us to look up today. You have um, directed our minds and our attention and our hearts to Jesus, who alone is the answer. And Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that's a beautiful promise. And we want to leave that promise with our listeners so wherever you are i want to encourage you to look up uh, go to jesus each and every day he's there arms open wide ready for you to come and so god bless you enjoy and uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon on looking up 